Hello and welcome to another episode of Highland Football Weekly with me, Ian Auld. On this week's show, a striker who's scored goals on both sides of the Keswick Bridge, Stephen Hedslop. We have a lot of things in common. We're both massive Hearts fans for our sins and also share a similar hero in John Robertson. So that aside, I promise there is chat about Cali Thistle and Ross County having spent time at both the Caledonian Stadium and the Global Energy Stadium as well. It's a really good listen, so sit back and enjoy the next hour or so in the company of Stephen Hislop. Delighted to welcome onto the podcast now a man who's scored goals for Ross County and Cali Thistle, led the line for both Highland clubs. And uh, I'm going to get out of the way now. He's a big jambo like myself, so we'll, um, well, that's the Hearts link mentioned straight away. Stephen Hislop, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm very well, thanks for having me on, I'm looking forward to this, yes. Good, good, and as I said, um, your profile picture gives it away, there's a maroon and white scarf, so uh, you're always welcome on this podcast, put it this way. Oh, yeah, that's a good start. <laughs> uh, Stephen, um, we're going to talk about your, your career, um, first of all, um, right up to present day, obviously, you know, uh, lockdown life has been has been difficult for everyone, how has the, the last uh, couple of months or so uh, been in, in lockdown too for yourself? Um, challenging, just to say, mostly for for mostly everybody, you know. I said said kind of off air before we went on this. Said I'm very fortunate I've been back open since the initial lockdown. So since last July, uh, working away, um, and you know, I just just take each day as it comes, and uh, and we'll just see see where it takes us. But hopefully, we're starting to turn the corner, and uh, it's, it's, it's hopefully everybody's safe and healthy. And, the vaccine and we'll, uh, we'll get out of it sooner or later. Yeah, hopefully not too far away and of course uh, it'd be great to, you know, to get back into games as well. And Absolutely, yeah. That, uh, you know, you're you're missing your just as much as everyone else that's probably listening, just missing that football live football fix, uh, I'd imagine. Yeah, I mean it's, you know, it was, it was the first lockdown I was, was assistant manager at uh, Broxman down in eastern Scotland and um, myself and the manager uh, we resigned just more or less at the lockdown because we knew the football would stop and we'd taken that club as far as we go and my kind of hope was that I'd get to go and watch Hearts games with my dad and my two boys and I'm still waiting so uh, hopefully that's that's not too far away I just want everybody to get back in and watch games because as much as there's lots of football on the telly it's just uh, it's just not the same you can tell when uh, when you're watching games some of the standard and it's hard for players it's you know being there when you're, when you're playing a, a pre-season friendly it's hard to sometimes motivate not motivate yourself that's probably the wrong the wrong phrase it's hard to be motivated when there's when there's a uh, when there's there's no atmosphere um, so fair play to the teams that are doing it just now and uh but hopefully they'll get the fans back in and uh yeah, it was certainly. I'd like to hope it would maybe help uh, Ross County, particularly Vanessa Kelly, who are struggling just now. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird old, um, strange old atmosphere. Uh, having been at one or two of the kind of uh, closed door games, if you like, and it's 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 strange. Um, Stephen, as I mentioned, we're going to look back over your your career. Um, you played for both 
Highland clubs. I'll take you right back to the very start, though. Easterlingshire was your first senior club. Um, 17 goals in your debut season for Easterlingshire. Now, Easterlingshire, of course, out of the, the Kenya senior, uh, out of the senior setup uh, at this precise moment in time, they were always well, they were always famed for 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 being the um, what's the the nicest way of saying it the kind of whipping boys <laughs> if you like of the of the the lower leagues. Um, how was how was that that that, that debut season for yourself at East Stirlingshire? Uh, probably it couldn't have got, it couldn't have gone better. It was well, almost like my you know it was like the same as Ross County. It was a great great start there. But going back to East Stirling, it was. I got the opportunity. I think I came back. I was came into the game late. I think I was twenty two when I signed for East Stirling, and uh, I think it was on thirty pound a week at East Stirling. So uh, it was yes, it was, uh, it was it was good. So you know, I was just delighted to be playing at a, a higher level than uh, than I ever thought I would be. And um, you know, to sign for a team like East Stirling, regardless of being let's say the Whipping Boys or not, it was it was an honour to play at that level. You know, a lot of a lot of players now, which I'm startled with, won't take the, the leap up because they'll get more money at let's say East of Scotland or junior teams or whatever but uh, for me to get a chance to play for any 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 team in any division is uh, something that uh, should be snapped up and I, I certainly took the opportunity and uh, used it as a stepping stone You, you mentioned there um, 22 years old you were when you when you joined East Stirlingshire um, yeah. which is which is, I suppose, in a kind of modern day, in the modern day game, quite unheard of, you know, to be a, a late starter as well. So how how did how did your career pan out before then? Were you um, playing football at a part time level and and working on the on the side, or was that um, education? No. Was it, uh, uh, but, yeah, well, I was I was just playing with boys clubs level. So I was at Celtic. Okay. Maybe under twelves or something, but I was only I was in there for four weeks, five weeks. I was, believe it or not, quite small, and I wasn't getting my game um, because I wasn't tall enough, big enough, and that was the honest reason. So I said, I'm not, I'm not even at twelve, thirteen. I said, I'm not sitting on the bench. So I go and play with my mates, and the two seasons that, that led to uh, leading up to me signing for East Stirling was a team called East Houses, who were the best team in Scotland um, at, that, at that level um, so I managed to score a barrel of the goals and that's what obviously attracted the interest of thankfully for uh, for East Stirling but I'd, I'd been at um, school and then left and I was at university when I was playing with East Stirling uh, no I think I'd I think I'd graduated actually I'd, I'd graduated I'd finished university then I was actually working for Scottish Equitable which is now Aegon Um and then say then playing part time and training two nights a week we still and and then games on the Saturday. Um so that's that's kind of how it led led to me signing for East House is just being with a boys' club and being fortunate, you know, everybody when they're when they're a boy that everybody wants to be a professional football player. And I, I thought the time had passed, but I always I was really small and it wasn't until I was about seventeen, eighteen when I kinda of stretched, but I always remember my dad who's who, Took me out in the back gardens or the parks, whatever. Just, just keep working on your game, work on your touch, do this, do that. You'll, you'll develop, and I certainly did. And I sort of stretched into this big lanky striker, and it was, uh, you know, I was, I was a bigger boy ahead of uh, against other players, and you know, it's, you know, I managed to score a, I think it was a hundred, hundred goals in the two seasons leading up to East signing for East Stirling, so that helped, and um, yeah, the career just went from there. But you make that step up, uh, and you, you flourish. And that, as we mentioned, that debut season, 17 goals as well. That must have 
you know, been a, a, a real pleasing aspect from your own game because, you know, as you say, that you know, that the step up is a it can be a risk, but um, it's certainly one that paid off for yourself. Well, it did, and it was great. I mean, it was very good. Was, there was actually some good players that he's, he's still in back then. I, mean, I wouldn't say we were the Whippin Boys back then. I think we were maybe about seventh or eighth in the league instead of ninth or tenth. But, uh, you know, it, it was great. I'd, that, that season when I was at East Stirling, I, I got a trial at Norwich, um, went down there, played against Millwall and scored. But I can't remember who the manager was at the time. It was Nigel Worthington, actually. Nigel okay, Worthington. Yeah. Uh, so, but he, he said he would keep an eye on me. I, I, I knew the script. Just to be honest, was it probably a step too much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It probably was. And then I also went on trial with Motherwell, and then Motherwell were going to buy me. I think it was maybe about February or March, and then he's still in chairman. Wanted some ridiculous amount of money, so um, Billy Davis phoned me up and just said, "Listen." We're not prepared to pay that money come at the end of the season. But I obviously ended up in Ross County instead. Yeah, Ross County um, signed you um, after that incredible one year uh, with the Stirlingshire as well. Um, I always ask us about, mainly because, well, I'm from the Central Belt myself and I moved up to Inverness mm-hmm. what, about uh, 15 years ago. And, it, you know, it was a bit a bit daunting at, at that point in my life in, in, in terms of career as well. And, you know, a lot of people have a lot of players, and and certainly people have come up to this this area, loved it, and enjoyed working here as well. What were the the thoughts behind the move to, to Ross County then, when when the the interest was shown from uh, the Staggies? What were the the thoughts behind the move? Uh, well, I remember driving up on the Friday with with my agent, uh, Derek Rutherford, who sadly passed away. Uh, we went up and uh, met Neil Cooper uh, and Roy Roy McGregor. Uh, and then we had a good chat and we walk around and they showed me everything and then they basically just put the contract in front of me and I says, when did I sign? So I went up on the Friday, signed on the Friday, quit my job on the Friday. Uh, I was a pension advisor in, in Scottish Equitable. Phoned them up, says, I won't be back. Uh, drove back down the road and then my dad took me back up on Sunday and I stayed in stayed in Dingwall for a week, which was, <laughs> which was as you said, you're, you're from the Central Belt, I'm from Edinburgh. We moved into a state in Diggs in a hotel or somewhere, some Diggs or something like that in, in Dingwall for a week. And I had to go to Roy McGregor. I said, you need to get me. <laughs> Living in Dingwall, I mean, no disrespect to Dingwall, a lovely place, but a guy coming from Edinburgh and then going to stay in tiny Dingwall. I mean, the highlight of my day was, was after training, was walking through the high street and walking past the Wimpy, you know, <laughs> and then coming back to the house and then get my food. And then it was just like, Right, that's it. And there's there's nothing to do. It was like I, I was climbing the walls. I said to Roy, I said, you need to get me out of here. And then he, he got me a flat uh, in Inverness. But um, I see, I'll, I'll never forget that. It was for a week in Dingwall. I was like, this, oh my God, how do people live like this? You know, there's, there's nothing here. There's nothing to do after football. I mean, technically, I shouldn't really have to do anything. You know, my profession, I was a professional football player. That, yeah. was, that was it. Train, go home, and then you should be doing nothing, really. Uh, but you know, I was I was I was a big guy in a big guy in a small area, and, and I didn't know anybody. I was just this new kid in the block, and it was uh, it was difficult, it was very very difficult. Uh, but obviously, they moved to Inverness, which was obviously slightly bigger, a slightly bigger city or town than it was back then, and it, it was fine. I adjusted after that, but that my God, that first week it was like a, a ghost town, you know. Everybody's looking at you, going, although they didn't know who I was back then, but you know, walking through Dingwall, Dingwall High Street and 
dressing a wee bit different and looking a wee bit different <laughs> from all the, the ding walls, uh, ding wall residents. But it was what it was, and uh, you know, it's, it certainly didn't affect uh, eventually how, how, how I played for uh, Ross County. Well, last week I spoke to um, one of your, your ex teammates, Shuggy Robertson, and he told me about how he's, he spent some time initially in Tain um, beforehand and he, he experienced Tain's only nightclub. But um, a week in Dingwall, I, I'm, I'm assuming that you never really got to sample a, a pub crawl up, up Dingwall High Street in that week, no? No, no. I, I think I think I maybe did go into a pub one night. It was it wasn't the Mallard because it was in the Mallard. I can't remember. Yep. I don't know if there was another pub. I just walked in and just uh, a couple of the team, my teammates, and then just oh no, it wasn't for me. Get me out of here. And actually, when I moved to Inverness, <laughs> I only I was only a couple of minutes away from where Shuggy lived. So we used to we used to drive in together. Uh, and Shuggy, not that you got an awful lot of. Words out of him. I don't know what he was. Uh, I don't know what he's like now. But uh, he was the quietest man in the world. But obviously with the hardest shot in the world. Um, but I used to travel through with him and Alec Bone. Um, I Alec Bone. He was he was a guy that got me in a lot of trouble at Ross County. <laughs> well, I was going to actually. I've written Alec Bone down um, on my notes here because well, he's your strike partner, isn't he? I mean, yes. you, you, yeah. Oh, listen, don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah, we, we we had a great partnership. We, did, we had a magnificent partnership, and he taught me a lot. He taught me a lot. Taught me a lot of good things. Taught me a lot of bad, bad things, but that was mainly off the park. Um, but you know, he was he was a great guy, and what a player he was. A great guy, great goal scoring record, a lovely man. But uh, oh, I probably a few nights out that maybe not, maybe not for this podcast. <laughs> I, well, well, I only briefly, well, we'll see. I only briefly encountered him, and he's kind of uh, towards the end of his career. But ah, uh, he was a bit of a character, wasn't he? He was a, that's a good word to use. That's a very, very good word, a character. Yes, yeah. But no, a great guy. And I learned a lot from Alec. And we, we, we formed it. it was like, the, you know, if you want to use a hearts analogy, John Robertson, Sandy Clark, or whatever, it was a big me and then uh, we Alec Bone. But it, it was it was great to play off. He was he was he was a he was a joy to play up front with. He was he was great talking and shouting at me and swearing. And but yeah, took it all on board. Took it as constructive criticism. And uh, I had, had a good good partnership. Scored a lot of goals. Yeah, you mentioned goals there because he scored 19 goals in that first season at Ross County as well, which uh, you know, which is which is too better than your 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 season with East Sterling as well. I mean, that must have, uh-huh. you know, uh, no, making not only making the step up into the senior leagues with East Stirlingshire, but then moving up two divisions uh, to go full time with Ross County and, and and have that goal return as well. That must have been, I mean, you must have been pinching yourself, um, you know, in your first couple of seasons to be you know performing. And and creating that partnership as you mentioned with Alex Bowen as well. Yeah, I mean, I remember, I remember the, the pre-season. I was I was, I was quite pally with, with Chipper Don Kelly and uh, Steve McKay said, and uh, we were because we we're not far off the same age. And I went, I remember the first pre-season. I went, I said, hey, is this, what, what have I joined an athletics club, a running club? I just remember running and running, and running, and thinking, have, have, I, have I made a mistake here by signing? And uh, I got. Subbed off at half time in my debut, the first game of the season, we got beat for broth. I got subbed off, and I'm thinking, oh, I've, I've made a mistake here. This is this is this is this is a level too much for me. Um, as I say, it just it didn't start off well, and then it eventually just clicked. And it, what, what an incredible season it was! You know, I remember we got beat for Rangers in the quarter final of the uh, the League Cup, and I got man of the match there. In fact, I've still got my bottle of champagne from it. Um, 
we beat Hearts, we beat Hearts, and a penalty, scored a penalty against Anti Nemi. I was, I didn't know whether to miss it or score it. You know, when it up to take the, the penalty shootout, and I'm thinking there's Anti Nemi, and I'm going, oh my, my dad's in the game, he's a jambo, and albeit he was in the Ross County end, uh, so my mates are jambos. I'm going, I'm up, should I miss this? <laughs> but uh, we scored, we beat Ross uh, Hearts. You know, got to play at Tynecastle against Hearts in the Scottish Cup. So it was a great, it was a great season, and then it, you know, it ended badly because. My first pre-season match, I actually went over Manco. I can't remember, I think it was maybe Devonville we played and I went over Manco. And I didn't realise until the end of the season that I'd actually been playing the whole season with one ligament left of Manco. There was three ligaments and I'd snapped two of them in the very, my, my first pre-season game. But it was every training session, every game for the rest of that season, I strapped it up and then went for a scan at the end of the season. And then I was told I was needing an operation. I'd never had an operation before in anything. And I just remember going in and the surgeon said to me, you've only got 60% chance of playing football again. And I physically broke down in tears because it just been, well, it'd been a whirlwind start, you know, to score 19 goals, you know, you know, at that level, you know, in my first season at that level, and to be told you've got a 6% chance uh, of playing football again because my uncle was in such a bad state. But um, I came back from there and, yeah, on, on to the next season, uh, which was a up and down season for, for, the half, for the half a season I was there. Yes, yes. Well, I'll get on to that because there's obviously um, there's a bit of a, well, well, we'll talk about that in a few moments' time. But uh, interesting because, as we said right at the start, and and anyone listening will surely be tallying up the mentions of uh, the, the the Edinburgh's Premier Club. But um, I mean, that must have been coming up against your your boyhood heroes uh, in that League Cup tie, as you mentioned, Ross County win on on penalties. Um, you know that must have been a bit of a, a real kind of uh, top moment for yourself as well. And as you mentioned there, I mean, no, no mean feat, um, no easy task beating uh, Antinemi, one of my all-time favourite goalkeepers. That's for sure. Um, but that must have been, you know, that must have been a, a, a good moment for you as well. Getting one over your your boyhood club, a strange feeling nonetheless. Uh, absolutely, you know, see, it's, all my mates were coming up for those games. That's his that. That cut run with Hearts, Dundee, then Rangers, but the Hearts game, I just remember it went to the penalty shootout, and I could just see my mates at the side of the goal when I'm walking down to take the penalty, and I'm oh, I'm thinking, and literally as you know, Hearts, Hearts are my team, and I'm thinking, this is this is surreal, surreal, but I uh, managed to keep my composure and uh, uh, put it past uh, Anthony Emmy, and then obviously we, we won, it was just phenomenal, phenomenal, and then. Out celebrating afterwards, just crazy. See, I'm playing two years ago. I'm playing against boys in a local park. Now I'm up against Hearts, Dundee Rangers, and a cup run that just was wow. Yeah, it was. It was pretty surreal. Pretty surreal. You mentioned him earlier on, Neil Cooper. He's someone that um, is, is talked about a lot in this podcast. In fact, the last you know couple of guests have. I've played underneath them, uh, Kenny Gilbert and, and, and Shuggy Robertson. You, you played with them as well. Um, a big factor in, in moving up there, I mean, you mentioned there that chat with Roy McGregor and, and Neil Cooper. Um, I mean, Neil is just one of these these great characters uh, in, in the game of football. What, what, was it, what was it like for yourself working under Neil Cooper? Brilliant. So much respect respect for him and he's you know he's sadly missed but uh, I remember going up there and he he's just that bubbly 
happy guy when he's in a good mood when he's in the, on the wrong when you're in, when, he, when you're on the wrong side of him you do not want to be on the wrong side oh dear god like, that's a scary scary man but when you know when I went up there he, he sold the club to me so he said he'd been to watch me play games I didn't even know he'd been at games to to watch me play when I was at East Stirling. So, just 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 a really 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 nice guy. He even kept me my glue for us at the end of the season. Just man, the guy's crazy. I'm like, what, what, this guy's this guy's a lunatic. But but what I love was just I mean, you need to play for a guy that's that's played for Aberdeen and all that, scoring cup finals, you know and. It's just an honour to play for him. I was thankfully played for him twice, once at Gillingham as well. But uh, you know, the, the to sign for him at Ross County, he, he, he was just it was probably the reason I signed. He, he sold everything to me, and um, I'm eternally grateful, eternally grateful to the man. I didn't know that he was uh, on the pre season, uh, the, the after season trip to Magaluf. I didn't know that. That was um, news to me as well. What's uh, what that that must be a bit of a Strange experience having your manager on a kind of uh, a lad's kind of trip at the end of the season, but you know, having heard lots of stories about Neil Cooper, he, he probably felt like one of the lads, if that makes sense. Okay, it, it was. I say, listen, when things were going well, you, you know, we winning games, we went on some crazy, unbeaten run as well during the season, and, and it's just when things are great, they're great, and he, he's, he was a joy to play for, but you know, I mean, there was probably a couple of times maybe across the line, or did they do something right, or answered back. And, my God, I learn my lesson. Hey, learn, learn my lesson. That's just when when he goes, when he flips, he flips. Um, um, but that, that that was seldom. And then to, he's there at the end of the season with the boys, and ah, just ah, just a really really nice guy. And it was a sad time when he when he got um, when he when, when he was sacked. Uh, when I was there, I'd never experienced a, a sacking either. You know, for for a team. So it was it was strange. You know. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing as well. I'm thinking about you're, you're talking about Shuggy last week. Did he tell you the time where he knocked Brian Irvin out from with a shot in, in training? No. Did he mention that? No. no. That, that, there's a, st- a story I was thinking. I was thinking about that today when I was coming home. We were training and he hit Brian Irvin clean in the face for about four or five yards. Now, as you mentioned, you know everybody knows Shuggy's got the hardest shot, and he knocked Brian Irvin clean out. So we're all around Brian Irvin. Brian Irvin's lying on the floor, and he's a lovely big guy as well. And then he sits up like the Undertaker in the wrestling. <laughs> Brian, and, and he's looking around, and then he starts putting fingers up in front of his eyes, and he's going, "How many fingers have I got up, Brian?" And I'm, this was Brian Irvin doing it to himself. He's like, "How many fingers have I got up?" And I'm just looking at Shuggy. I'm going, "I think you've killed him. <laughs> I think you've killed him." He's come back as the Undertaker. But. Uh, Aye, it's just uh, I meant to say that I was talking about Shaggy. I, I, I'm presuming you didn't mention that he's probably too uh, shy and no, no modest. Way. Oh, brilliant! Knock Brian Irvin clean out for five, and then Brian sits up and say like the Undertaker, and he's pointing. He's got fingers, his, his own fingers in front. He's how many fingers have I got up, Brian? And I'm going, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> none of them. Uh, uh, none of, well, we've had Brian Irvin on. Uh, very, very he probably can't even remember it. That's probably why he can't. He's, he's not mentioned that. No, oh, Jesus. I mean, you get hit by a, a ball for Shuggy. It's uh, you know about it, but no, no. I've never been. Thankfully, I never got hit square in the face with four or five yards. Oh, Jesus. Poor Brian. Poor Brian. Aye, um, Brian. You mentioned that there. Uh, Neil Cooper leaves. He's replaced by Alex Smith now. Operator in the summer. Oh, two or three. Um, you, you start the season with Ross County, however, you end the season across the other side of the Keswick Bridge. Alex Smith comes in. 
um, as Ross County manager, of course, as well to replace Neil Cooper. Um, talk to us about the the, the kind of the the six months that you had at Ross County, the last six months you had at Ross County, and and the way it ended as well, because there was a wee bit of a statement at the time uh, from Alex Smith uh, talking about how. Um, he he wanted players that were committed to the football club. That's how it kind of ended. That was a bit of a sour note to your end at Ross County. I remember, I remember when he announced he got the job and he walked into the changing room and we're all sitting there and he walked in and he went, nobody call me gaffer, I'm called boss. And I'm thinking, oh no, you're I'm not, we're not going to get on here. First of all, to be honest, I was raging that Neil Cooper got sacked. And, you know, as I said, I'd never experienced a sacking and I felt like it, it's not Alex Smith's fault, but I felt like it almost stabbed him in the back. He's he's coming in, you know, a couple of days after or whatever it was. Don't call me gaffer, call me boss. I went, oh no, we're not going to get on. I just thought, we, and, and we didn't, you know, we didn't really see eye to eye. You know, I wasn't his type of player, which is fine. That, that That's football. I mean, I still, I still, up until I signed, well, the reason why I signed for Cali will probably come up shortly, but um, we didn't really see eye to eye. We didn't see eye to eye. You know, I wasn't his type of player, which, which is part which is fine, part and parcel of football. I mean, it didn't mean I didn't give him all, which I did. So, I mean, I was, a, I was paid to play football, so I, I trained, did everything, you know, I played games for him, came on, scored. So it was fine until until I got the phone call for John Robertson on Christmas Day to go and join Cali, ask to join Cali. Christmas Day, right? Okay. Wow, what a what a well, what a phone call that must have been. I was driving back up the road. I, uh, I was down. I've got a funny feeling that we had trained in the morning with Ross County, and then I drove back. I drove down the A9, and then I had dinner with my dad, and then driving back up, and my my agent phoned me. I said, "All oh, right, Merry Christmas." I'm like, oh. He says, "I've got uh, somebody that wants to speak to you." I'm like, "What are you doing phoning me on Christmas Day? Why you not why you not spending it with your family?" He said, "I've got somebody needs to speak to you." I'm like, "Right." He went. All right, Hizzy, it's John Robertson. And I'm like, ah, very good. Very good, Derek. It's, it's no April the 1st, it's Christmas. You're, you're, anyway. And I actually went, I went, no, very good. It's, he went, no, it's, 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 it's John Robertson. I'm like, right. He says, I'll put you back on the Derek's. We, we, we shared the same agent. He says, hey, Robbo's getting the Cali job and he wants you to be his first ever signing. And I'm like, ah, oh, no, I've just told him. It's, well, I laughed at his face when, when I answered the phone to him. And I'm thinking, he's going to change his mind now uh, and then he put, comes back on and he says listen I'm, I'm getting the Cali job I want you to be my first signing and I want it to be a, a statement or a marquee signing uh, marquee's maybe a wee bit too, too much, a statement a signing of intent and you know and I'm going I know but I've still got six months in my con- contract at County and I, I, I didn't know how it worked he says you're going to have to go and tell Alex Smith you didn't want, you didn't want to play and I went I'm going to speak to Alex Smith Anyway, so I thought, so obviously Robo got the job and then it kind of came out and then obviously rumours come out and Alex Smith pulls me to his office, he went, why are you, you signing for Inverness Cali? I went, no, I said, have, have somebody put a bid in? He went, I know you've spoke to him. And I'm going, I've no. <laughs> I've lied through my teeth. I went, no, I've no. He went, yeah, you have. I know you've spoke to him and I know you've, uh, you've met him and I know you're signing for Cali next season. Or are you going now? And I went, well, I, d- I don't know because I've just, I've, I says, I said, nobody's, nobody's made contact with me. <laughs> lying through my teeth. Uh, nobody's made contact with me. Is there been a bid put in? No, no, no. So um, he went, well, if you don't know what to say, but if you don't know what to play with Ross County, you can go and train with the reserves. 
I said, I never said I wanted to play with Ross County. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. He says, listen, I'm not daft. I've been in the game a hell of a lot longer than you, son. Fine, man. I went, right, okay, I've spoke to him. <laughs> he says, you'll not play for County again. He says, you'll train with the reserves to the end of the season. And I'm like, oh, sugar, what do I do? So I went back and obviously spoke to my agent and John Robertson, which was kind of illegal at the time because it was tapping, wasn't it? Um, but obviously it does go on. Uh, and he says, you're just going to have to ride the storm. He says, we'll try and, we'll try and get you out of there. Um, you're just going to have to sit in tight maybe then for the rest of the season. I went, I, I, I can't train with the kids for the rest of the season. But then eventually, I don't, I don't know what happened. I can't remember. If I, I think there was a transfer fee and it got agreed. And then, yeah, you know, to, and I signed with Cali. And it was, you know, what an honour. You're your hero to be the sign, your first ever signing for, you, for your hero. But it, it left, it was a wee bit of sour taste in the mouth, you know, it was a, it was a shame how, how, how it ended with Ross County because there's a lot there was a lot of good people and I'm eternally grateful for them to to give him opportunity as a, as a full-time player. So it did end in a sour note. If Dale Cooper was still there, things might have been different, but as I say, me and Alex Smith, the boss, we didn't see eye to eye. So it was, eventually it was, it, it, it got resolved and I ended up across across the bridge, the Morris Johnson of the Highlands. <laughs> the the well, it seemed like the writing was on the wall when when Alex Smith comes in. Uh, now I I I have my own uh, recollections because I I, I was working for Cali Thistle back at uh, well 2017 I left and I handed my notice in at the time when there was a bit of kind of uh, a lot of going on at the football club. I handed my notice in and uh, I remember being in a, a chat with uh, Danny McDonald actually having just handed mm-hmm. my notice in and he he opened the door and he says, "Well, would you like to meet the new manager?" Uh, it would maybe change your mind, and of course, in walked John Robertson. Now that that was, ah. I mean, that was, uh, I mean, the, the, you know, that was my hero uh, growing up, and, uh, and and yours obviously too as well. I mean, that that just well, that was a bit of a, a bit of a tough one to take uh, personally. But you know, having the opportunity to work with your hero, you had that opportunity because John Robertson obviously gave you that call and brought you to. Um, to Cali Thistle, I'm assuming that the, the prospect of working as a striker as well, working with you know someone who you've idolised for years, that just too good to turn down. I had the posters of the guy on my wall when I was growing up, you know, and to get he phones you up and then I'm acting the fool thinking somebody's kidding me on. And, uh, but the same for him. I mean, he, he was very honest when I signed. Uh, he was the striker, obviously there was. Dennis was there and Paul Ritchie and that. He said, you, you, you might not get many opportunities, you know, to the rest of this end of the season, but he says, next season, it's all about you. Next season, this will, you'll be in and you'll be my number nine and all that. Because uh, I think Dennis had agreed to leave and maybe sign a pre-contract elsewhere. Um, um, although when, I remember Barry, when, when I came in, Barry Robson said to me, have you, have you signed a pre-nuptial? And I went, a what? He said, did you send a prenuptial before you came? I went, I went you mean a pre-contract? Ah, yeah, ah, that's what I mean. Ah, it's the same difference. So you, you walk in and go, oh, no. But then also you walk in and the first person I meet is Ross Tokley, who I'd slapped in the face in the last time that we played Ross County versus Vanessa got sent off for slapping Ross Tokley in the face and calling him my name. I probably shouldn't, I won't mention on here because it's not very nice. And then... Uh, and then walk into the club, and the first person you walk in is Ross Tokley. I mean, it's scary enough. I think at the, front, at the best of times when you see Ross Tokley, but after the last time you'd seen him was when you'd slapped him in the face and got a red card. It was uh, that was funny how funny how things turned out like that. But to sign for Cali and play for John Robertson, your hero, and 
learned so much from him and he was just great, you know. And then the fairy tale season the year after was just was incredible, incredible for, for, for myself and Vanes Cali. Highland Football Weekly is proud to support local charity Mikey's Line, a charity based in Inverness covering the whole of the Highlands. Set up in 2015 after a number of suicides in the area. People struggle on a daily basis with a multitude of emotional and mental health difficulties, yet only a fraction of people are able to talk about it. And Mikey's Line are here to help. They run two services, a crisis centre with appointments and drop-ins available in Inverness City Centre, but their main service is a text-based support service, which includes SMS, text messages, Facebook Messenger, web chat and Twitter. If you're feeling like you need to talk to someone about your mental health, then do so today. Text 07786 20 77 55. That's 07786 20 77 55. They're also available online, mikeysline.co.uk. They're also on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as well. Remember, it's okay not to be okay. It's interesting there because I was going to ask you about the... Actually, Kenny Gilbert mentioned it a few weeks ago when, and actually part of me really likes it because a lot of the a lot of the Highland Derby is described as a kind of friendly derby, but Kenny Gilbert stated that, you know, when he played for Ross County, he, he avoided... He didn't want to mingle with Cali Thistle players because, in his eyes, you know they were the opposition, and and I suppose there is a bit of that goes on as well, and that I kind of like that actually. Um, no, I did, we we had loads of nights out with Ross County, loads of I had loads of nights out with Inverness Cali. It was at the, the Tuesday the Tuesday club, so right. we'd finish on, we'd finish on a Tuesday, and we'd go out and go we 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 go away and Fergie, Steve Ferguson, and all that. You'd end up in Johnny Fox's, you know, just getting absolutely out the face. But then if an Inverness Cali player came in, oh god. That you were not allowed to speak to them, and you keep keep on, no, just get away from them. But you know, when I was at Inverness Cali, it was actually all right. We, we got all right. I mean, my, my first my first night out was after I signed for Inverness Cali. I got punched by a, a punched by a Ross County fan and called her Judas or anything Judas. So my first night out after I signed that, bang, take that. Um, so uh, that's kind of where I got the nickname Morris Johnson, the Highlands. But uh, I'm lucky enough, I think. I think I'm the only player that scored for both Ross County and Inverness Cali against Inverness Cali and Ross County, so to speak. So it was it was good. To, you know, I scored I scored in the derby at at Inverness for Ross County, and I remember just it was what it was a, it was not a bad header actually, and then just running the crowd and they, they were they were so passionate. You know, this derby and I think because I remember I think this, this derby's not going to be much when I when I signed, but. Oh God! It was it was a, there's a fierce rivalry up there, which which is great. It's just great, uh, and that's the way it should be. Uh, derbies, no matter where you are, it should, should be fierce. And yeah, you know, lucky enough to score for the Manus Cali against Ross County, and uh, uh, the scenes were just incredible uh, from from both sets of fans when you score against uh, a derby rival. I've spoken to a few guys, and they've they've kind of gone from county to Cali, Cali to county, mostly probably. In that era, county to Cali, uh, yeah. and actually, just the reaction you've got from the, your new teammates. You've you've mentioned obviously, you know, um, 
you know, bumping it in Ross Talkley, who you know you had an altercation with uh, only uh-huh. recently before. But uh, in terms of the the overall reaction from your new teammates, uh, Cali Thistle, how was that reaction? Oh, I was a gaffer's boy, wasn't I? That was that was a gaffer. That's the gaffer son. Oh, look at you! That's just that's your hero and all that. And you know, Robbo's got me under his wing, and oh, it's great. That's, that's what you want. You want and and you you want you want them to take the mickey out of you rather than just just sit there and they say nothing. So it's it was great. Walked in and changing him for the great. Well, you've got Bobby Mann. You've got hard men like Bobby Mann, Golubek, Tokley. It was a. Ah, well, put it this way, they just die. I, I got I got I got slaughtered for day one from when for when from when I from when I signed from Ross County to went into the Inverness changing room got slaughtered, but I wouldn't have had it any other way. It just made me feel more welcome, and it was you know it was great family club, great family club, and as in, in terms of the players, that's what it was like. It was like a close knit family because a lot of players lived with each other in the in their in the houses, and you know we did everything together, and I think that's why we were a success on the on, on the park. Same with Ross. Same with Ross County. We, 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 the first season there, we, we did great. I think honestly, I think it coincided actually with Gilby coming back from his horrific eye injury. Mm-hmm. I think we went on a, something like a fifteen match on beaten run. I could be wrong. It was, it was about it was about that. But both clubs are such a close knit, you know, bond to all the players that, that that I've never experienced at any other club. To be brutally honest. Yeah. Well. You're not alone in saying that. There's a lot of people that, that, that say that, and it, it obviously, you know, it, it, it's true as well. There's a lot of success um, that both clubs have had over the years because of that uh, kind of the, the closeness with the players. You, you mentioned them there earlier on, of course, as we mentioned that Ross County had a, a great strike partnership, uh, strike partnership even with Alec Bowen at, at Cali Thistle. Robbo, you know, brought you in and, and mentioned that the likes of Paul Ritchie and Dennis Wyness were were there as well. What were those two guys like to play alongside? I mean, a massive fan of of Dennis Wyness. Um, Dennis Wyness. I mean, a lot of a lot of guys have talked about how how great he was. But but Paul Ritchie as well. What was it like working with those two guys? Oh, brilliant! I mean, you, you couldn't shut a dream up. He just talked. Whereas you got nothing out of Dennis unless you went on a night out. Dennis turned into a different person when you went on a night out. But during the day when you're training, Dennis, you, you, nothing. You didn't get a, you didn't get a peep out of the guy, but to watch him, to train with him, and watch how he how he played, he was come. I was I was a completely different striker for Dennis and Dream. I was a big tall guy that would run the channels, you know, and take the knocks and that. Whereas they were they were more the more flair players, but to work under them was great. Uh, Dream Richie was brilliant, particularly the second. Well, let's say when I started the, the season after after Dennis had left, I think Dennis came over there. Was it Hearts he went? Wherever he went, anyway. Because yeah, um, I knew, obviously, that Dennis was was going away, so that I knew that would be my opportunity uh, for that season, uh, what Robbo had explained. So, uh, to work with the two of them was great. Dennis, let's say, he was a completely different type of player for me. He was, you know, skillful, which I'm not. You know, he, he would do things with the ball and just throw defenders, you know, they pay to get back in. They, they, he's... he's Drop of his shoulder and his wee, his wee drag that he had inside that everybody still fell for. Um, but then uh, Dream Porridge he was was great. He helped he helped me a lot. He he helped me a lot, and uh, I'm you know grateful grateful to him. And still still keep in touch with him uh, today. So nice. Both both good guys to work for, and obviously you've got John Robertson as well. So it's yep. three three very very good strikers to learn a lot an awful lot from, which which I think I did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that following season, Dennis Wynans, as you rightly point out, heads 
uh, heads down south. Um, and then that following season, I mean, it, it is an incredible season. There, there's no getting away from it. Calithis will win the double. Uh, you score 14 goals in the process as well. Of course, you have a, a massive moment towards the end of that uh, season. We'll come on to talk about that a little bit later on as well, because that is, well, I mean, that is just a, a quite an incredible game. Um, first of all, though, I mean, this, the season starts and you win the Challenge Cup, you score in the final as well. I mean, did that that just give you a sense of, of what was to come? Could you sense, I mean, things... Um, building up really nicely, and um, you know, in terms of behind the behind the scenes on the park, did you think bigger things were coming after that Challenge Cup win? Oh yeah, I mean that was that, that was just you know, I think I think I scored in every I scored in every round except the semi final, and I scored the winner against Ross County. We beat Ross County one 0 so I scored that. I think that was the second round, um, but then obviously scored in the final as well, which is just again dream. I want to say now it's three years ago that I'm just playing with my mates in a local park, and three years later I'm playing in a cup final, scoring, getting a medal, and then leading on to you know it probably did spur us on, you know, to believe that we could we could win the league because we were we were we were behind we were behind by quite a bit, um, and probably playing cup games because. I think we might have got to the quarterfinal in the Scottish Cup that year. No, we've got rubbish. We've got to the semi-final. We've got to the semi-final. What are we talking about? We've got beaten the replay. Um, so we had a lot of games um, to catch up on. But, you know, to win, a, to win a cup, no matter what a cup it is, to win a cup at that at that level and play in, in, in Scottish level is, is just is great. You know, it's I've, I've still got the DVD and um, my wee boy sometimes sticks it on. And, you know, it's... Uh, certainly not in HD because that's how long ago it was so it's a wee bit hard to see things but uh, I can still see the goal back in my head in the cup final and as I say it did, it did spur us on that, that season I firmly believe that Yeah, you're rightly pointing out I mean that the, the semi-final okay, you lose in the semi-final it's a replay as well uh, back when we had semi-final replays I mean Tally Thistle were a, were a terrific cup team uh, certainly over the last, well, we all know about the year 2000, but the yeah. Roberts had carried that on as well and, and took the club to, to Hamden and semi-finals, etc. Obviously, in years to come, they would go one better. Um, sure. That that defeat to Dunfermline that year was was in just just after that, um, you know, a, a league run-in. Talk to us about Clyde, because we had Liam Keogh uh, on a few weeks uh, well, <laughs> last year. Liam Keogh, got, Liam Keogh got a, a big part to play in that game as well. Going into that game, I mean that when when you look at it, okay. So when you look back at it, of course it's a momentous win in the title race. But when you look up to the in the build up to the game, Clyde need a draw, you know, to clinch the to clinch the title and on their own soil as well. Um, I mean that there's a lot of pressure going into that game. Talk to us about the well the lead up to the game. What were were your thoughts? Obviously, you, you know, you started on the bench, but talk to us about that uh, the kind of build up to that one. Oh, we knew all week that was it. It was it literally was one our bust, um, but we firmly believed that we could go down there and win. You know, we prepared all week. He, we, uh, Robo was a great manager, but I, I firmly believe that Donald Park was one of the was probably the main was the main man. You know, his training sessions were incredible. I've never I've, I've never had a, an assistant, a, a coach like this in my life. It, it was so meticulous and every detail, and we just knew what we had to do down there. Um, obviously, Liam scores the first goal, um, great strike, and then 
we get the penalty. The penalty. Uh, Prox, Prox gives away a penalty. Um, it was a penalty. It was a bit dubious. I just remember <laughs> Robo. Robo kicked the the water bucket. The water bucket got his foot stuck in it. So we were trying not to laugh in the, in the dugout because we knew this is the seriousness of all it. Well, obviously, that Clyde had a penalty and he scored. So we're in big trouble. They do score, and then I just remember he turns around to me. He went, "The script is written. On you go." And I went. I just looked at him and I went, right, I'm going to do this. And I remember, I remember doing it because I could see in his eyes, he went, the script is written, go and do it. And I just went, I'm going. I went, and then the ball got played in, I laid it off, it got played down wide, cross comes over, and I've never scored a better header in my life. In my life. Just to see it boom right in the top corner, and then I turn away and take my top off to try and celebrate it like Liam Keogh, but forgot I had a vest on underneath. <laughs> so... <laughs> I used to wear this white vest underneath, and I forgot I had that on. And this, I just sh I shaved my head in the build-up to the game as well. I shaved my hair. I don't know why I done it. I went the hairdresser and got it shaved off. God knows what I was thinking. And I just look back and was oh, lanky skinhead striker with a white vest on. But that memory is probably the best memory I've I've, I've, I've had in football, and um, nobody can take that away from me. And, what it meant to the club to, to score, I think it was maybe five minutes to go or something like that. It's just the scenes because Cali had that whole away stand full, yeah. And I just remember running because I knew where my dad was and just pointing and looking at him. Um, and just, I just incredible, incredible, something that I'll, I'll never ever forget. It's just the, my best moment in, in, in my career by a, by a country mile, by a country mile. It's a great game. I've seen the highlights of it. You know, I've watched it many times, of course, but you know, just recently to refresh my memory. And you're right, it was, it was a brilliant header, clean header. I think it's just that. I mean, Bryn Halliwell and the and the Clyde goal. Just, you know, it's one of those he has no chance. Um, no. And the celebrations after. I mean, the well, the celebrations for both goals are, are brilliant as well. There was a kind of a little bit of a pitch invasion as well. Pitch invasion. Uh, How did Robo play it that week? Because. You know, listen. It's a it was a crucial game, but there was still a work, uh, still a job to be done against St Johnston the week after. How did it play it that week? Um, because that that must have been again a really tense week in the build up to the, the St Johnston game at home. Well, I'm pretty sure he banned us all from speaking to the press. I'm pretty sure he didn't want. He says there's going to be a lot of press. None of us are allowed to speak to the press. It's not about the press. It's not about it's not about yourselves. No, it's not. It's it's about the team. We we knew we knew. It was, simple, it was as simple as Clyde, what Clyde had to do the week before with any of the draw. We, we knew that if we won, we won the league. It doesn't matter what the score is. If it was 1-0, 10-9, doesn't matter. We knew if we won the game, we would win the league. And again, the build-up to the week, was it was calm. It was, I don't, certainly, I wasn't calm, but uh, I'm sure the, the majority of the players were in the calm. You know, it's, the nerves inside, but you, you use that as a motivation. It was a long week. I remember it being a heck of a long week, building up to the Saturday game, and then the kickoff was late because the crowd. I've never seen. A, I don't know if the Cali's ever had a crowd like that for a long. Well, I certainly hadn't had that for a long time then. Yeah, so, the game starts. Clyde are already two 0 up down the air. Clyde are winning two 0 by the time the game started. So we walked the part, and then the players probably knew it. I was a sub again that day. Um, it came on half time, but. There were two. There were two. There were two. No, up, and it was helicopter Saturday or whatever it was up there. And uh, you know, obviously, the the rest is history because we all know what happened. We went on to win the game three one. You know, it's Bingy scores a, 
fortuitous goal, so to speak, but every goal is a good goal, is, is what I call it. And then I think Keegan Parker scored an absolute worldie of an equaliser. I think Liam Keogh went off injured at half time, and then I got the shout uh, during the half time that I was coming on. And uh, I was just remembering the back of the air, I was thinking, I'm 45 minutes away from playing in an SPL. And then we, I see, we ran out deserved winners and just the, the scenes again at the end, just those two weeks were just sensational to be a Cali Thistle supporter down at Clyde and then, you know, winning to, and to get into the SPL for the first time ever was just what dreams were made of, even for the club, even yeah, for the club. Because I remember, I remember during the season I got in trouble because some some reporter said to me, we're talking about, do, you, do you think Cali can get there? And I went, yeah, I, said, I just wish the, 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 the board would show the same ambition as the players. And get the stadium sorted. <laughs> oh, did I get dragged over hot calls for that? Oh my good God, what's that got to do with you? What the, sta- the stadiums be like? That's just you concentrating the football. And they were right. They were right. But see, this then obviously we we had to play in Aberdeen. The board had a go at you. Well, I well John Robertson pulled me up because the board had had a go at him because see, I'd I'd had a wee. A wee snippet of them in the, in the in the press saying that during the season I wish they'd showed as, as much ambition as the players because we knew that the stadium wasn't fit for SPL purposes at the time, and they weren't doing anything for it. They only planned to be building a new stand or anything like that. And I stupidly said something in the papers, and I got, yeah, I got hauled over hot coals for that. And rightly so, rightly so. I should I should have just none of my business. I just I'm there to play football, but. Uh, yeah, just wow, what a season! Talk to us about the celebrations afterwards, because you know, listen, we all the football fans, we all want to see those kind of celebrations. You know, fans on the pitch and 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 celebrating and lifting, you know, trophies ultimately as well. Um, <laughs> talk to us about the celebrations because they would have gone into the well. In fact, I. You know, I've heard from the, you know Barry Wilson and things like that. I mean, you know, some great memories he had. I mean, talk to us about your memories of the celebrations. Long into, I remember, yeah. Well, I remember leaving the pitch and only my cycling shorts. I'd, I'd remember, I'd, I remember we'd won the league, we'd won it. We went into the change room because we had to go in because we had to get the fans of the park before they could get the trophy out. So we were got told to go back in. I think we were half cut by the time we got back in the park, but I'd take my top off because I obviously wanted to keep it. In fact, I've got it signed by all the players and it's framed and I gave it to my dad. So he's got that, the, my, 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 my top from that day. But then when we had the, the T-shirts on, champions, which all, all clubs do when you win it. And then I just obviously got that. And I remember leaving the park in just my cycling shorts. My, my boots got taken, my socks got taken, my shin guards got taken, my shorts got taken by fans. They were all wanting something. <laughs> I think this is just mental. Okay. They end up. I don't know what hotel we ended up in. I can't remember what hotel we ended up in. I think I got to bed at five or six in the morning, and then I was up at eight o'clock because we went. We were going to Magaluf. So, I two hours sleep. If that, if that, just to be honest, I can't really remember much about that night, and I can't really remember much about Magaluf. Um, I remember some things, but I can't really remember much about that night. Um, but that's a good. Yeah, thing. That's a good. That's a good sign. That means you've yeah, it was. Well, it was a good, good session. It was good. I don't even think I. I even think any of the players had to put their hands in their pockets. 
Um, so, but ugh, it was good because there were some fans there, and the board were there, and you were allowed your your family were all there. And mm. I see, I think I got to bed five or six in the morning, and it was up a couple of hours later to go to Magaluf for for four days. And when you go to Magaluf, I think it was the majority of us. But when you go to Magaluf, the likes of Liam Keogh, Stuart Golubek, um, that is a session. That is. Now, as you as you as you mentioned there, of course. Um, Getting the ground in order was a was a big thing. The club did eventually get promotion, as we all know, and there was obviously the ground share at Pataudry for a couple of months until ready uh, the ground uh, in Morris was ready anyway. Uh, the season in the SPL a frustrating one for yourself. Injury uh, kind of hampers that season as well. You play you play nine games that season. Was that a looking back at a real frustrating uh, time for yourself, having you know worked really hard over the ball, you know your own senior career five years and you're playing top flight football but then to to be you know only played nine games that season was that a bit of a frustrating one for you incredibly and there are people going to get bored of this of all the places to get injured it was at Tynecastle I went up for a header Robbie Nielsen and I landed and I just remember my leg collapsing it almost like snapped in half and then I tried to stand up and just collapsed. My knee had completely and utterly buckled. Um, it was a nightmare. But I say, of all the places to do it, it was it was it was at Tynecastle again. My dad comes home my games. I can just remember looking at him at this in the stand. I could see him, and he was standing up, and I was, I was shaking my head as if to say, "I'm done. I'm done." And it was for me that was the the beginning of what kind of put my career sort of on a downward path. You know, I, I certainly wasn't, I wasn't the type of striker I was before that. Uh, after that, uh, my knee, I mean, I've had seven operations all through football and had th- three on that, three on that leg. And it's, even now, my knees, my knees are completely gooshed and it's, it's all come from that game. Um, so it was, it was a really frustrating, frustrating. And I came, I came back, I played the reserve, my first reserve game back. I done my cartilage in, in, in the same knee. So, that season was basically a write-off, yeah. a write-off, and then obviously I moved on to other things. I got a new challenge, you know. I, a new manager came in, Craig Brewster. I didn't get on with him either, um, and then got the chance. Neil Cooper phoned me and they asked if I wanted to sign for Gillingham. He'd phoned me the season before when he was at Hartlepool and asked if I went to go then, but I said no because I wanted to win the league. With Cal- Sorry, two seasons before that, I said no because I want to win the league with Cali, which we did. And then he came back with me when he was at Gillingham and. I just thought that the time was right. The time was right because, uh, you know, I wasn't really sure I was going to get much game time under under Brewster, uh, and I, the chance to play in England. You know, I knocked it back once. Uh, I think knocking it back is it, it was a bad move, but I don't regret it. I would have regretted not going. Uh, but uh, that's football. Yeah, absolutely. And you, as you say, you mentioned earlier on that relationship you had with Neil Cooper was a was a strong one. Um, you spend some time down in Gillingham, then you, you're back in, uh, you're back in, you're back in Scotland uh, to sign for for Livingston as well. Um, you have a spell at Wraith, and and you, you link up with John Robertson once again in your career as well. Uh, later mm-hmm. on, of course, at, at East Fife, and uh, from what I love about that, we spoke to one of your uh, your East Fife teammates last year, Mark Ridgers, of course, who's oh, yeah. keeping goal for for Cali Thistle at the moment, and uh, he was a a, a lone at the time and. Uh, worked under John Robertson, but East Fife were still causing cup upsets. John Robertson has that kind of knack of competitions. Um, 
working again with John Robertson again, that must have been, you know, later on in your career again, you know, slightly different at East Fife, but um but good memories at East Fife as well. Yeah, great. And I was I thought I mean See, when I went to Gillingham, I came back up, I signed for Livingston, Paul Lambert was a manager, I played under some incredible managers, and then Wraith, I ended up after, um, Robo, I was with Robo at Livingston, Livingston, yep. Robo, Robo came at Livingston, so that, that was the second time, and then I left and went to sign for Wraith, and then, um, then I decided to take the move out of full-time football and get a job and go part-time and sign for East Fife under Stevie Crawford, so another great manager to play under another great striker and then he got the sack and then Robo came in again and I remember he pulled me in the office because obviously we were obviously very close and he's, he was talking to me and he went right who's captain I went me and I was captain he went you're having a laugh eh? he went you're never captain I said well as I'm captain so you can't you can't you can't take the captaincy off me I'm your boy as well so you can't you can't take that off me but then we have a great cup run again where we East, East finally got to the quarter final and that included obviously going to Petodre and Petodre winning. I, was, I played centre half that game. Um, I played centre half. I played centre half in the round before against Dunfermline. We were that short bodies. I, I played at the back and we were 3 2 up at Aberdeen. And it was the 93rd minute and the ball just falls to me in the box. And I'm just, I think I'm going to lace this as far up the park as I can. And um, I can't remember that was a striker, Vernon, I think it was, just nips in and I volley him instead of the ball. And it was the 93rd minute and Aberdeen got the penalty. And I just remember looking over the bench and looking at all the players because they were on £300 win bonus. And they all just collapsed to the floor because they thought, oh no, that's a snooker. They scored the penalty and the, the extra time was pretty, no, non-event, there was nothing much happening. And obviously we beat um, we beat uh, Aberdeen on penalties. Fortunate, fortunate enough to score a penalty there as well. But Mark Ridgers was a hero that, that, that night for sure. And uh, you know he's what a top lad he is. He's he's such a nice guy. Um, a lot of time for him and his wife Emma. So you know I see now that he's been captain a couple of times up at Inverness. Uh, but yeah, Mark, that he, that was, the, that was probably the making of Mark. You know, I was he'd been he was on loan from Hearts. And he was a great guy. He came in the changing room and there was no problems with him. He wasn't like a big time Charlie. We had a couple of players on loan for Hearts, and they, they were all great guys, great guys. And it was a lot, a really nice club to play for as well. He's five, so yeah. Another, another SPL scalp with Aberdeen. So I've I've I've, I've done all right against the SPL teams. Aye, you've done the the, the cup. Uh, the cup's been kind to you. Um, it's interesting when you're talking about John Robertson. Um, I, I know that John's obviously um, taking a, a break from from Cali Thistle at the moment as well. Uh, and I'm sure you know, as everyone wants to wish him all the, the very best. Um, you know, he's a Tremendous character, really enthusiastic as well. I mean, obviously, you, you mentioned there three times played under him as well. Um, take us, uh, take us into the you know the, the dressing room with John Robertson. Um, you know, as I said, very enthusiastic, but you know, just a a, a real, real good football guy. Oh, and, and and sorry, and off the park as well, just a, a really good, you know, good guy to work for. Yeah, I mean, obviously. You know, endorse what you said. Though. Best wishes to him. I sent him a message just after he had the the, the the statement came out that he was leaving. So I sent him a wee message just to wish him all the best, and he got back to me and stuff like that. But he's just an infectious little man. Do you know, he's a, a great, great guy, great character, and great motivator, and great coach. Doesn't get the credit he deserves. You know. I think some of the fans were having a wee pop at him, you know, to get rid of him this season. Look what he does with a limited budget, you know. I mean, there's there's, there's no money there. There's never been any money at Inverness. 
there's never been anyone else. And he goes in and works wonders, and he's just a great, great, great little guy. And you know, I just wish I wish him all the best and a, a speedy recovery, uh, because you know, as much as he is an infectious and lovable guy, he's he's quite sensitive. You know, and I'm not maybe. I've got to be careful what I say because you know, I know him really well. But he's he's quite a sensitive guy, and he can take things to heart. And um, obviously, the what, what's affecting him just now. I know, I know, he's, I know he's struggling. So, and I spoke to a couple of his family members, his sons, um, just to make sure that again that everything's okay. And it's it's a shame. It's a shame. And um, I just wish they would hurry up because. With no disrespect, Neil McCann ain't really coming in and doing much with them, are they? So the sooner they get Robo gets back and hopefully he gets, oh well, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure he will be back this season, but hopefully he is. But uh, the sooner he gets back in the game, the better it is for Scottish football, not just for Cali. Yeah, absolutely. And again, uh, best wishes to, to John Robertson. Um, Stephen, we've we've kind of well. Um, we've we've talked about your your two spells in the in the Highlands. Of course, we could probably. Like most of my guests, we could spend all night talking about your career, but there's been some fantastic uh, memories of your time in the yeah. Highlands. There, do you get up, back up to the Highlands on a on a kind of regular basis? Is that you know? You I do. Yeah, I've, 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 my son, my son lives up there. I've got uh, my son Ben. He's he's just turned eighteen, um, so he lives up there. So, you know, I've, I've been going up the ninety nines. Uh, well, I think I moved. I moved away when he was three. Um, so I've been I've been going up down that E nine for fifteen years. I've got more points to my license than Cali. I've got this season. <laughs> I'm doing that, ain't I? <laughs> uh, but no, he's so, he, so he, he's up there. Although he's just uh, he's just got a placement for Stirling Uni uh, after the summer. So I'm, I'm delighted for him, and uh, he, he'll be he'll be that he'll be back closer to me. So in terms of did I get up and down to Manette, yes, I still got him down because uh, he lives there just now. But um, he's moving a bit closer now to, in Stirling after the summer, which is which is good. So I kind of get caught speeding on that A9. Anymore. Oh, I, I know. Uh, yeah, we've all been there. We've those uh, bloody speed, speed traps. Uh, they hide everywhere. You think? I mean, I could probably drive the the, the road blindfolded because I know every bend and corner. But then there's there's a blooming there's a speed camera or a speed trap somewhere. But listen, you should learn. I should have learned my lesson a long time ago. Not a speed. But it's <laughs> sometimes easier said than done. You think? Oh, I can get away with it here, and then boom, there's a big camera in the corner. But nah. The joys of the A9. I know. Well, listen, as someone that's uh, well, not as not as regular as, in fact, this last year, I think I've done the A9 journey uh, once, but obviously that's circumstances. Well, I'm every every second weekend. Right, every okay. second weekend to get uh, like my son, my son, well, I used to myself and my dad would drive up on the Friday and get him from school and then take him back on the Sunday. But for the last couple of years, he's been getting the train down, and then I would take him back on the Sunday when he stays down for longer. He can get the train back up himself. The sooner he learns to drive, the better. Once we get a lockdown and get, get his lessons back, and I'll save his dad driving up and down in the mileage. And boom, diesel well, we, all, back. we all we all love the A9. Um, I, and I know all the I know all the names of McDonald's staff at, at, at Broxton as well. So, I'm I'm no I'm no I'm no uh, shy of a, a pit stop at uh, Broxton. Uh, as as many as many just, folks just calls you just calls your name and you get near that roundabout, you can just hear it <laughs> shouting at you, and it's like oh crack, okay, here we go. Stephen, in terms of your your time in the Highlands, obviously you're you know you're still you're still regularly getting there. But in terms of that that period of your career that you spent up up in the area, um, how do you look back on that um, those years you spent with Ross County and Cali Thistle? The best years of my football career is you know so so grateful to to Neil Cooper and Roy McGregor and Ross everybody at Ross County for 
for taking the gamble on me. Um, so it was good, and I really enjoyed my time there. And obviously, I did a certain note with well, like Smith, but that's football. And then obviously, lived. Um, I lived in Culloden for for three years. Beautiful part. Of the world. I mean, just I love. It's just a lovely, lovely place and that's lovely I'm people. Oh, yeah, ah, yeah, living clothing. Um, so just a lot of lovely people up there. And just you know, everybody kind of knew everybody. That that, that was the thing. You know, it was yeah, just very, very a lot of great memories and fond memories of of, of the place. And I, every time I drive back down, I, when I drop my son off, I actually drive past the Cali Stadium. I go around the back road. Mm-hmm. I go around the back road uh, underneath the case, I can around the back road just to go past it. So it's, uh, yeah, still, still, you know, attracts me when I'm up there. Just I just go past and then selfishly have good memories of it. Ah, absolutely, well, it's great to hear that, Stephen, and uh, and thank you for uh, for for taking the the last hour or so to, you know, to talk about well. I was going to say a career, but you know that's probably unfair. We've talked about you know your spells in the Highlands. Um, <sighs> we talk for. For more, um, in fact, we're just going to f- stop recording in a few moments' time, and I'm going to record another hour on Hearts. But that's uh, for another podcast for another day. Uh, Stephen, you'll need more than an hour for that. <laughs> well, I given I given the. <laughs> uh, Stephen, it's been a it's been a pleasure chatting to you again. Thank you for your time, and uh, oh, thank you. I've really, I've really enjoyed it. It's, it's brought back brought back good memories, great memories, and, uh, and great players that I've played with. So it's it's. Well, thank thank you for. Thank you for inviting me on.